Blog Talk Radio. volume could be a little bit higher, but I, I can hear you pretty good. Okay, cool. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. Yep. That sounds good. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Again, thank you for taking time from your day to be on the show, on the podcast. First question, as a kid, what did you want to be when you grow up? Ooh, that's a good question, but I look back now... And I feel like I was pretty lucky as a kid. I, I kind of knew I always wanted to be a business owner. I kind of had people in my extended family, people in the community that I kind of admired as a kid. And most of them were in business or had their own small business of some kind. And I, I always admired that that way of living. And so I remember from a very early age that I knew I wanted to own a business. Uh, the journey or the challenge was kind of uh, discovering what that business would be. But, uh, but yeah, even as a kid, I always kind of knew I wanted to be involved in, in business. Well, wow, that's a lot different than myself. I always saw myself as a career corporate person. It never really occurred to me to start my own business until maybe you know, less than a year ago, but great for you as a child, you know, wanting, knowing that you wanted to be a business owner. When you, but I'm assuming, though, that before you started your business, you did work in corporate America for some time. Is that fair to say? Yep, that's true. Right out of college, uh, well, I went to college. I actually went to a school that had an entrepreneur program where you kind of did general classes and then uh, business classes, and then last year, you're kind of in an entrepreneur program. But after that, I went to work for a footwear cataloger. And when I applied for the, for the position, I didn't really know exactly what it involved. But uh, I was hired, which was, was good. I, and then uh, it ended up being a, it's still a very good company. I liked the company and the people. And the job was kind of unique. It kind of allowed me to, in a way, run or manage a couple of their catalogs that they had, when, and I didn't really have any experience, but I got, but I got to learn 
kind of a, a good amount of knowledge about how to run a business and, and worked. I had a really good boss who was the marketing director and he taught me a lot and, and there was other managers that I could learn from. So it was, it was a great corporate setting, very kind of family oriented, which was nice. It wasn't what a lot of people think of or maybe experience in a corporate setting. So it was kind of a real nice place to go from college to that setting. And then eventually from there, that was the only job I had before I started Ghost Blog Writers. Oh, wow. Okay. One job and then right into self-employment. Well, you did mention that when you were a kid, you wanted to start your own business. You started at this company. Yeah, it sounds like you had a pretty good experience at it, but eventually you got to the point where you wanted to start your own business. What, I guess, a lot of people, when they think of starting their own business, they have to get past the fear of leaving a mm-hmm. corporate job, which which people think is, is secure, but as I'm sure you can appreciate, not so secure these days, but you know, still a lot of people see it as having a corporate job is job security. You have to pass push past those fears to go into business for yourself. Did you have to deal with that at all? And if so, how did you push past those fears of starting your own business? Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, a couple things helped me get past it. One was whenever I would read a book uh, that the business owner had written or talk to business owners, uh, one of the things, not always, but a common thing that they would say is, you know, one of the only things I look back on and I wish I would have done differently is I wish I would have started the company sooner. I kept reading that, hearing that, and so as I looked at my situation at the time, I was like, well, everyone is saying this. There's probably some truth behind it. If I'm going to leave my job and kind of take that jump, it might as well be now. And also, uh, I started my uh, corporate job right around well, I started in 2007, and 2008 into 2009 was kind of a tough period in the economy, and, I, and everyone saw a lot of, you know, layoffs and restructurings and that whole thing, and that was an interesting time to be kind of joining the workforce because even my parents' generation, the generations before, like getting a job in a corporate setting, staying there, that was a very stable way to make a living, but my first experience in the corporate world was massive layoffs and and seeing all these people put in difficult situations. So I I also looked at kind of going into business for myself as a way to provide my own security, where it's uh, instead of being out of my hands, if you're in a corporate setting, I could kind of take control a little bit more of, of what my future would look like and almost maybe provide a little bit more security for myself. And so that kind of helped ease that fear a little bit. It still was definitely there. It still is even today. Um, but it kind of helped. Those two things kind of helped with that barrier. Yeah, I, I totally I totally agree with you. I mean, as I said earlier, especially, especially from, I'm guessing we're probably not too far apart in age from our parents' generation and generation before that, you really, you, you look to work at a job for, you know, 30, 40 years and retire from that job, take your pension, and then go off into the sunset. But as you know, those those days are long gone, and they're probably not coming back anytime soon. I think I've read somewhere that more and more people uh, are now going into business for themselves now, you know, as opposed to going, looking for jobs 
you know, in, in corporate America, and that trend is probably going to continue. So tell us a bit yeah. about Ghost Blog Writers. Like, uh, how long have you been in business, and what exactly does Ghost Blog Writers provide? Yeah, so I'll kind of start. So I was, I was in school in that entrepreneur program, and one of our tasks was to uh, come up with a bunch of business ideas. So uh, there was a few of us in that course, and, and we all had these notebooks full of ideas. And looking back now, I can see that none of those ideas were really any good. And so then I got into my full-time job, and from there kind of I was in the catalog world, but they also had an internet side, and I kind of started working there, got interested in blogging, and started writing posts just on a personal blog. I wrote about, you know, my hobbies, my work experiences, things I was curious about, and just kind of committed to doing that every day. And um, after a little while, a business owner I knew reached out and asked if I would write posts for their business blog or business website. That sounded, it sounded like a good way to make a little extra money on the side, but also just to get some more experience. And then um, kind of a similar situation, second client came about, and it was kind of at that time where I was like, okay, maybe this is how you get a business idea, um, where there's an actual need. You don't just kind of come up with it out of uh, thin air, but, so yeah, that's that's kind of what the service is, and it still is today. Uh, ghost blog writers we write blog posts for business or organization websites. Uh, we write kind of on a consistent schedule, so it's not a post here or a post there. The way that that uh, we see it benefits our clients the most is you know one to two posts a week. Um, varies a little bit, but definitely on a consistent schedule. And the goal is to over time, each of those posts will bring in traffic. Uh, you know, people in the online marketing world kind of say these SEO or long tail keyword traffic, each post does that. And then over time, it also kind of helps your overall website in the eyes of Google or the search engine. So uh, your homepage can rank for important things. And, and just it's a good way to keep your website consistently updated with good content, uh, we try to identify what the target audience is asking in relation to the industry, answer those questions with the blog post as best we can. And, and yeah, that's pretty much it. We've, we've done other types of content, but we kind of honed in on the blogging uh, where we have a pretty good process down for working with clients, and, and they commit for the long term with us. They usually will see some pretty good results. So. That's kind of the overview of uh, those blog writers. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that sounds pretty cool. I have a, a blog of my own. I write once a week on on Sundays. I have it penciled in, so and you know I make sure I do it, you know, consistently because as I'm sure you know, if you if you stop for a while, it's kind of hard to to start back up and you know get you know get get into the the group of things. You had mentioned that yep. your first client was someone that you would actually reach out to you to write the business blog for them. You know, one of the big mm-hmm. issues that a lot of entrepreneurs have to go through is, is finding clients. So I'm curious for yep. your business, how do you go about finding clients? Yeah, so even from the very beginning, I knew that we were selling the idea that, you know, the blog, not so much in the short term, 
but in the long term can uh, bring in the traffic, bring in the potential leads through organic search. I knew that that's what we were selling. We had to do it with our own website and our own blogs. So uh, since the beginning, that's kind of been our main way of bringing in new clients. And I still, we have about 50 writers that do writing for our clients. And then currently I still do the blogging on our own website. And that's where the majority of our new clients still come. Even today in the last year, I've brought on a couple of administrators, account managers to kind of help with some of the management side of the business. And so I'm looking at a few other channels for bringing in clients. One of them is, uh, and it actually is something I did to find a couple clients early on. I would just look on job boards and see if anyone was hiring for a job position that included uh, writing for the company blog, and I would just reach out and see if they might be interested in our service. And so I've kind of gone back to that now, and that's starting to be a pretty good channel for us to uh, generate some other new clients. Yeah, that's that's a that's a pretty smart idea. So you're are you talking about job work like Upwork? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been actually lately just kind of sticking with LinkedIn. I'm trying to experiment a little bit. I know there's probably a lot of other job boards I could be looking at. I'm trying to figure it out a little bit on my own, and then uh, hopefully bring on maybe a couple people that can kind of take over that process. But, but yeah, just kind of looking at basic job boards, trying to see, looking at our current client list and seeing who, you know, has been a really good fit for us and making sure that we're a good fit for them and trying to find similar companies or companies we think would be a good fit. And then the job board is to kind of see if they have an interest in, in blogging and then reach out. And usually you get pretty good responses that way uh, just because they're showing the need and they just don't know that a service like ours exists. Okay, yeah, that, that, that sounds like a, a smart way to go about it. So I'm a member of a group that meets twice a month, and the goal of the group is, is the people in the group are uh, come from different industries, and we basically, you know, we talk about what we what we do and, and help us each other and getting referrals and, you know, things like that. So one of the mm-hmm. people that are a member of our group is a owner of a digital marketing firm. My background mm-hmm. is in product development in medical devices. I, I was, uh, before I, I started my own business, I was an engineer. And mm-hmm. if you don't know anything about engineer, engineers are all about black and white things. We're all about numbers and data. And so the person who was the digital marketing expert, you know, the owner of that business, I was peppering him with a bunch of questions on what clients can expect from you know his his business what what he what he what does he do for them because for, mm-hmm. i had a i had difficulty in my own mind envisioning okay i hire this person what can i expect them to give me and the, what when and then what they give me what value does it have so i'm just curious as to you know you are an owner of a business that provides blog blogging for for businesses that they can't get to it. They don't have the time to blog on their own. Do you ever come across mm-hmm. com- companies that you have approached and the question you get back from them is, what can you do for me? What can a blog do for me? What can I expect, you know, three, six, nine months from now? And how do you go about convincing those people 
to hire companies like your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this goes back to my corporate job in the catalog industry. And so I was in the marketing department, but that company was run very much on numbers. We looked at, okay, here's a list of potential clients or potential people to send a catalog to, and we had to try to figure out what kind of response are we going to get, what exact sales or best. It got really close, but you could pretty much anticipate how much sales you're going to get. And you look at lifetime value, make sure you're going to be making a profit. And you do a few tests, but mostly you pretty much knew when you sent out catalogs that you were going to get a certain return. And that was a really good education to get while working because uh, that's just what it was about. It was about my boss wanted to know exactly what sales he could expect from the work I was doing. And so I tried to bring that over to ghost blog writers. So when a client asks or a potential client asks that question, uh, we have a few case studies. We have our own blog. It, it varies by industry, but we try to keep it simple. We look at traffic, and ultimately we look at how many customers or how many clients they're going to get. So say we have, and, and I say it varies by industry because if a, let's say you're a website designer, maybe you're just a solo entrepreneur. You, you make websites for businesses and organizations, and you're interested in blogging. We'll say, well, let's start with one to two posts a week. You know, you can do some other advertising if you want or other things on your website. If, you, if they really are starting from scratch, it's going to take a while before they start gener- generating any traffic from those posts, even if they're promoting it on social media and things like that. So we tell them, you know, if, you're look- if you believe in the long-term strategy, if you're willing to commit after – Six months to a year, you'll start seeing some traffic. And then every year after that, it'll start going up incrementally. And for a website designer, you know, you might get, after a year or two, you might start getting 50 to 100, a couple hundred visits, all those blog posts to the homepage, and you've paid us, you know, a few thousand dollars. Over that time, depending on a website client that comes in, they might only need one client to pay back and get their return. But from that point on, once they start getting traffic, it's not like advertising with a blog. Once your posts are on your site, they're always there. They're always going to be generating traffic. And if you keep doing it and reach a certain point, that traffic continues to increase where if you're advertising, you always have to keep feeding the ads. Here, we definitely always look at our clients and say, okay, how much of their product or service do they need to sell? Does it make sense for them to invest in blogging? So we kind of have that conversation with clients. Um, And we like to make sure because we know that if the client's not successful with us, that looks bad for us. It doesn't help us in the long term. So we're always kind of looking at it to make sure that it's going to be worth their while. And, And we look at our own business too to make sure I mean, as kind of an example for ourselves to make sure that it's working. So definitely have those those conversations, and, and we always want to make sure that it's going to be successful to our client. Yeah, definitely. So for the people out there that are listening, if you're interested in 
having a business plug for your business. It's a, it's a long game, not the short game. We're looking at six months to a year to finally see some sort of action, some sort of traction, and then yearly increases from, that, from, the, from then. If you're looking for mm-hmm. increases, you know, on a daily or weekly basis, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree if you're looking for, you know, people to write blogs for you. Is that fair to say? Yep, that's exactly how it works, and, and you know, it's, uh, it's, that's kind of where I look at it as an opportunity because if you have to wait that long, not every business has that patience, and that kind of opens the door for the ones that can add this program in. Their business doesn't depend on immediate traffic from a blog, which is not really possible in any a couple situations, but in most situations, that's not going to be the case. So a lot of companies come to us and they say, we know this is kind of a long-term strategy. We want to invest in it. They're also doing other things, you know, social media engagement and online advertising. They're doing other things in the meantime while we're working to build their kind of a natural or organic side of their online marketing. Yeah, definitely. Those that are listening in who are contemplating going into business for themselves, what advice would you have for them? You know, for me, one of the things I looked for, or I, or I didn't really look for it, but when I started the company, like I said, it, the idea kind of came organically. I was uh, kind of got hit over the head with that first client asking me for this service, and even then I didn't realize it existed. But even when I got that first client, you know, I didn't launch a website. I didn't get a bunch of business cards. I didn't do a lot of the things that where you kind of set up your business. I, I just kind of focused on, okay, let me get three, four, five customers and clients and see if, and then that, let, let it get to that point and then it'll kind of prove to me, okay, maybe I can look at it a little bit further. But I think if you're interested in starting a business, I would ignore I mean, not in every situation, but in the service-type business, you can get away with not really doing a lot of expenses and just find someone that's willing to to pay for your service and just do the work for them. And you can usually find a few, and and they won't require you to have, you know, an official business set up or anything like that. You know, just don't spend money on that kind of stuff until things are kind of rolling a little bit and it becomes more important. But in the early days, you can just, especially in the service business, just focus on getting clients. I mean, that's what it comes down to ultimately is is finding those clients. Yeah, definitely. I mean, business without clients isn't much of a business at all. Am I right? You're right. That's exactly right. So for those blog writers, where do you see the business heading? What are your future plans? So I, I see it. Getting into, you know, it's a pretty small business right now. Uh, we, we've got the team of freelance writers kind of all over the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia. Uh, we've got two administrators on the team now. And I'd like to, to take it to, you know, a different level where revenue's in the, the millions. Beyond that, um, kind of, you know, it, it kind of grew organically, so I was I was not even – looking at it in that scope initially. And then when I left my full-time job, I was just kind of looking at it to, you know, replace my income and then get to a 
good level of income, but now starting to look at it, taking it beyond of that, building it up to where it's an actual business, doesn't need me to feed. There's people in the company that can grow it, that can optimize it and make it more efficient. Uh, so I'm definitely looking at that next step. It's been an evolution, probably on the slower side, but it's been a good progression, I think, for me because um, I like running a business. I like being involved in it. Uh, so it's kind of taken a little bit to, to hand off certain tasks, but now it's getting to the point where I think uh, I think we can kind of take that next jump and uh, and hopefully, you know, take it to where it's um, kind of on the level of a, the big digital marketing agencies, except we'll just kind of focus on the blogging. I think the market for blogging or content marketing is big enough where we can make a pretty good dent in our growth over the next few years. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like you're interested in scale-up. I wish you all the best in being able to do that. Well, well, thank you so much, Dane, for getting, for getting, you know, being on the show, the podcast. Where can people find you and your business? Yeah, so Ghost Blog Writers is just ghostblogwriters.com. Uh, that's where the business is. Uh, you can contact us that way. Otherwise, uh, social media, the ones I use the most are Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, if you just search for Dane Shuda, uh, you should find me, uh, first name is D-A-Y-N-E, and then Shuda. But, uh, but yeah, should, should, I'm pretty active on, on those two channels, so those are the best ones to contact me on. Okay, excellent. Again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was definitely an education for me and I'm sure for the people that are listening. Thanks again, Dane. All right, no problem. Thank you for having me on. You got it. Have a great day. All right, you too. All right. Well, that's it for another episode of Neil Thompson Speaks. Thank you for tuning in. I am Neil Thompson. Until next time, take care.